0: Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old-Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old-time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit ComicWeb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features an episode of The Man Called X, entitled Treason at White Sands. It first aired on April 14, 1951.
1: Now we present Herbert Marshall as The Man Called X. The Saturday night feature on NBC's five-show festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by... Chesterfield, the only cigarette that gives you mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. The cigarette that brings you Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. By RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. And by the makers of Anacin for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia. Herbert Marshall as The Man Called X. Wherever there is mystery, intrigue, romance, in all the strange and dangerous places of the world, there you will find The Man Called X. Well, now, wait a minute. A couple of fellas I think you know seem to have some time on their hands. Or have they?
2: Hey, Bing, you got a minute? Oh,
1: sure, Bob. We got all the time in the world. Don't tell me you own that, too. Never mind that stuff. Get to work, will you? Okay. Folks, better tasting Chesterfield is the only cigarette that combines for you mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. And you can prove that yourself. Just make our mildness test. Buy Chesterfield, then open them and enjoy that milder, mellow aroma. Now light one up, and you'll know Chesterfield's milder because it smokes milder. And Chesterfield leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. That fact has been confirmed by the country's first and only cigarette taste panel. Yes, mildness and no unpleasant aftertaste of what you and I and every smoker want. So yeah, Dad, here comes the music.
3: By Chesterfield, Chesterfield, the one that proves this case. Yes, Chesterfield, the milder, milder, plus
1: no aftertaste. Oh ho, oh, open the pack and give him a sniff. Then you smoke them. <laughs> Lisbon, Portugal, capital city of a neutral country, long-time crossroads for international business and finance, and a clearinghouse, house, too, for espionage. It's midnight and two men make their way along a dark narrow street near the harbor. One of them is a Portuguese CID agent, and the other, Ken Thurston, the man called X. This is number three sixteen, and that next step must be the one. Quite correct, Senor Thurston. I was here this afternoon. Is there a real entrance to the place? No. Only this one door. Hmm. Shall we knock or force our way in? I will knock. If Just goes inside, you can't get away. I'm out of jurisdiction here, so you better make the arrest with pleasure, Senor Thurston. I do not like spies. Nor do I. Bilsko, come on out. You don't have a chance.
3: I'll show you
1: how they've done. the door. Well, if he wishes to fight, no. Bilko. go Never mind. He can't hear you. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah. That's always the trouble. When you shoot first and ask questions later. What? Who's going to answer the questions now? Ken, this stuff is dynamite. Yes, almost literally, Chief. But that new White Sands project is top secret. Not for the person who wrote those reports, why they're practically day to day progress charts. Here, look at this one. Details of the radar scope that's being used on the new XV-7 guided missile. How the devil did Billsco get a hold of them? They were sent to him regularly by somebody in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Here are a couple of Manila envelopes I found in his room. Hmm. written. No name or return address. Postmark Alamogordo. Ah, it's too bad Billsco was killed. He might have gotten into talk. Hmm. How long are the Lisbon police going to keep his death quiet, again? Four days. That's the best they do. Hmm, not much time. And there's not much to go on. Well, I can look for the typewriter that the this out and something else, Chief. I don't think Bosco's agent is actually connected with the White Sands project. What do you mean? I mean these reports are worded as though they're second-hand information. I think the spy is somebody who has a good chance to talk with workers from the project. Well, could be. Then there's one other possible angle, Chief. That's the one I'm going to hit first. What one is that? The postmaster in Alamo Gordo, New Mexico. Help you much, Mister Thurston? We process a pretty heavy volume of mail for a town this size. Yeah, I imagine. You said ordinarily, Mister Barker. Does that mean you can help in this case? A little, maybe. Uh, these packages for Lisbon have been coming through here for a couple of months now. Several of the boys have commented about it, wondering who was sending them. No, they're not alone. That's what I'm wondering. What do you think? I'm afraid I can't tell you, but I do know where they're being dropped. We pick them up from a mailbox at the Desert Butte Hotel. Desert Butte Hotel. Yeah, it's one of the bigger hotels in town. Huh? A lot of engineers and officials from White Sands Project live there. I see. Well, I guess that's all for now, Mr. Bowser. I wonder if you'd call me if any more of the stuff comes in. Glad to, Mr. Pearson. Uh, we'll cooperate in every way possible. Uh, where can I locate you? I'll be at the Desert Butte Hotel. Goodbye, Mr. Bowser. Oh, I beg bu- Oh, no! Hello, Mr. Thurston. Hey, <laughs> God! Small world, isn't it, Mr. Thurston? Too small. wonder how they're coming along on that rocket of the moon. Well, the way I heard it, they think that they oh, will... Oh, you never know, What's the idea of the violin case?
2: This? Well, it's to carry my violin in. No. No, no, honest. This is the truth. I sing and play it simultaneous. You know, strictly Strauss, you understand. la di dee Stuff like that.
1: Well, Strauss has survived a lot of other things. By the way, do you happen to know a man named Bill Scoe? Bill Oh, you mean the big shot spy? Oh, well, I, I've heard of him, of course, from uh, mutual friends, uh, acquaintances, that is. I, I mean, from, from people I don't even know. Pagon, is it just coincidence that you happen to be here in Lama Gordo? Coincidence? Nothing, Mr.
2: Rex. That lousy little booking agent in New York said he'd get me jobs in big spots. So
1: where does he put me? I'm afraid to ask. It might even be the... Desert Desert
2: View Hotel. Oh, I do wish I had a more desirable room, Mr. Thurston. A a larger one, I mean. But the Desert View is just so crowded. All
1: right, a single is fine, Mr. Weston. I might possibly have a better room in a day or two. If you're staying that long, of course. Well, my plan's a little indefinite. You're uh, here in
2: connection with the uh,
1: project? Just here on business. Oh.
2: Well, if you care to register the name of your firm, there might be someone inquiring no, for you. No,
1: no firm. I work more or less on my own. Now, if i get a boy... Oh,
2: certainly, me. certainly. I'm sorry. Carl? Carl Front? Mr. Thurston, you're not by any chance... Uh, well, uh, uh...
1: John's what, Mr. Weston?
2: Well, what I mean is that, uh...
1: Well, I... Do you want me, Mr. Weston?
2: Oh, yes, yes, Carl, oh, yes. Will you show Mr. Thurston up to
1: 612? Right. This way, sir. See you ready, Mr. Weston? If you
2: want anything, just ring for it, Mr. Thurston. Anything at all.
1: The elevator, sir. Thanks. What's wrong with the manager? Is he always that nervous? Oh, he's is kind of a squirrel. Only been here a couple of months or so and scared of losing his job. Are uh, are you in town on business, sir? In a way. Mm Mm-hmm. Staying long? I'm not sure. Here we are. (laughs) You left, Mr. Thurston. Thanks. You know, it's funny you're asking me about Weston. Why? Well, he's been jumpy as a cat for a week now. Acts like he's expecting somebody he doesn't want to see. That wouldn't be you, would it, Mr. Thurston?
3: Body, sir. Oh, just me. Well, I'm afraid I don't have a small table at the moment. If you'll give me your name.
1: Thurston. Ken Thurston. Mm-hmm.
3: Are you staying here in the hotel, Mr. Thurston?
1: Yeah, I checked in this afternoon. Oh, I'm sorry. You'll have to wait. We do try to give preference to our guests. Oh, that's all right. My name is Eva Lane. How do is... you... are uh, going to be with us long. I'll reserve your table from now on. Well, I haven't decided a definite hmm.
3: I suppose you're here on uh, business? You too. Good evening, Miss Lane. Oh, how are you, Miss Weatheridge? Simply ravenous, my dear. Well, I have a table all ready for. Oh, uh, Miss Weatheridge, would
1: it be an imposition if Mr. Thurston joined you? Mr. Thurston? Or oh, this gentleman, Miss Weatheridge, Mr. Thurston. Oh, how, how you
3: do? do? Miss Weatheridge is our town librarian.
1: Now, no, look, I don't want to impose. Oh,
3: nonsense. It's not every day I have a chance to corner a handsome man for dinner. <laughs> you come along now. Oh, that's it. Uh, this way, please. <laughs> Are you but staying here at the hotel, Mister Thurston?
1: Yes, I came in this afternoon.
3: Uh, something to do with that white sand thing, I suppose. No, oh,
1: not exactly.
3: Uh, here we are, right next to the window. Oh, not of good that does. With nothing out there but a dark alley. <laughs> well, you can dream, Miss it Weathered. With you, <laughs> I'll send a waiter. Mr. Thurston, I do hope you can talk about something besides signs and cosines or whatever it is these engineers around here get all excited about.
1: I imagine the town is pretty well overrun with scientists.
3: Overrun? It's crawling with them. Everybody works for the project. Ladies what and you... gentlemen,
2: oh. I shall now render for you a little number. <laughs>
3: Oh, he's terrible, Mr. Thurston. Absolutely terrible.
1: You don't say. Oh, this was a special bacon zeltz with the
3: ring. Now, uh, one and two and three. Oh, dear. Oh, sorry. What's more? Like? Uh, Oh, she's only on. Miss
1: Wesley, does what you mean? I simply
3: cannot understand why they don't get rid of Here,
1: ah, yeah, back away from that window. Oh,
3: wait, what happened, Mr. Thurston? That was a
1: it came from the alley. Well, whoever did it, throw away all that.
3: Right. Thurston, what, what happened? What was that?
1: Somebody fired a shot through the window, Miss Lane. A
3: shot? But why would they do anything like that?
1: I don't know. Maybe they didn't like that singer. What's his name? Zosmith? Smith? Telephone. Telephone to Mr. Thurston. Well, you can take it there at the reservation, desk, Mr. Thurston. Oh, thanks. Excuse me. Of course. Thurston speaking. Mr. Thurston, this is Bartley at the post office. Oh, yes? I uh, have a new shipment here, addressed to Lisbon. I think you might be interested. Interested enough to be over there right away. Goodbye. <laughs> continue with The Man Called X in just a moment. Now, here's a word from RCA Victor. Soon another baseball season will be underway, and it promises to be the biggest and the best yet. It's the 75th anniversary of the National League and the 50th anniversary of the American Circuit, and these milestones attest to the enduring enjoyment we derive from our national pastime. It's the American way, baseball today. So get out to the park as often as you can, and uh, when you can't, do the next best thing, Root for your favorite team on RCA Victor million-proof television. Its quality is proven in over two million homes. That one word, quality, explains why RCA Victor is America's most owned television. See your RCA Victor dealer soon. While you're there, order your copy of a truly unusual RCA Victor record, Fran Warren's recording session. Only 25 cents for the purchase of any one of the 27 great records in the RCA Victor's new Singers' Single Series. And now to continue with The Man Called Starring Herbert Marshall with Leon Velasco as Pagan Zellschmidt. Reports from a spy found in a dead man's room have sent Kim Thurston to Alamogordo, New Mexico, and the highly secret White Sands Rocket Project. Bar, Ken has been shot at, questioned by several people. He has obtained a letter mailed a few hours ago by the unknown spy. At the moment, Ken awaits in his hotel room for a man he sent for earlier. Come
2: here. <coughs> Mr. Etch, why are you pointing that gun at me?
1: Not a reason in the world, Pegor, now that I know it's you. Come on in, ask us some questions. Huh? What for? Well, everybody else in the place, Bells. Not me. I should run every time I see you. All I get around is, is a lot of trouble. And a buck or two now and then. Now, so like tonight, for instance. All set for my big number and what happens? You have to go and get, get shot at. Not necessarily. That shot could have been meant for you.
3: Happens every single time I...
1: Me? You just couldn't resist talking, could you, Pagan?
3: Talking? Talking about what?
1: I just picked up a letter over the first office mail from this hotel. I broke a few regulations and opened it. Yeah, take a look.
2: All well, right. You Not know, even sign or anything, to just type...
1: Read it. it. Well, it says, uh, the man called X is here. We'll try to eliminate him and his stupid assistant before sending any more reports. <laughs> well, it looks like you're in a lot of trouble, Mr. Thurston. Yes. Yeah. Who do they mean by stupid assistant? Oh, I guess it's somebody you... I, I mean somebody who, uh... Oh, no. Come on, Pagan. Who did you talk to? Mr. X, I I swear by the father of my father, I... Somebody's outside the door. Yeah, stay where you are. Uh, uh, the door's unlocked, Mr. Weston. You didn't need that key. Well, I
2: I didn't know you were in,
1: Mr. Thurston. Obviously.
2: I mean, I I, I simply wanted to check your room and uh, be sure everything was all right,
1: I mean. It is. Good night, Mr. Weston. But is... That is, I... I, well, I... Good night, Mr. Thurston. Is that the guy who paid you to tell who I am, Pagan?
2: Mr. Fersen, sir, help me! I
1: well, the the only one I just might have mentioned it. It was that Eva Cookie. Roses in the dining room, huh? Yeah, I only want to impress her. You understand? It's a possibility, all right. In contact with lots of people, she's plenty of opportunity. Uh, she's a real frosty <laughs> tomato. Uh, that is, you know what I mean? No, I don't exactly, but I'll try to find out tomorrow at lunch. <laughs>
3: I don't know what Mr. Weston
1: may say about this, you know. Well, what can he you say? Well, I'm a little six are you, either?
3: No, but I mean about my having lunch with a guest in a hotel. I don't know how he feels about that sort of thing.
1: Well, since we don't know any differently, let's assume he's all for it. <laughs> I guess that's one way of solving a problem, Mr. Thurston, by just assuming an answer. Sure. I do a lot of assuming. Oh,
3: that sounds interesting. What do you assume about me?
1: Oh, that you're charming, or lovely. Well, now. Well, of course, that's not assumption, really. It's self-evident.
3: <laughs> better all the time. You know... Yes?
1: I don't think you've been a hostess very long.
3: Amazing. You're right. <laughs> Only a couple of months, as a matter of fact.
1: What did you do before you came here to the Desert built?
3: Office job for the government at
1: Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Mm. Seem to have a special fondness for big research projects.
3: Well, there's a, a kind of excitement, like... Like the old boom towns, and I just... Oh. Hello, Mr. Weston. Oh. Oh,
2: good
1: afternoon, Miss... Mr. Thurston. Everything's all right here, too, Mr. Weston.
2: Miss Lane. Miss Lane, what is the meaning of
1: this?
3: I don't believe I know He's what... been
1: questioning you. That's what it is.
2: What? Uh, don't tell him a thing. Not one thing. Do you hear me? If you do, I'll find out I'll... How... Mr.
3: Weston.
2: Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you'll uh, you'll have to excuse me. I'll speak to you later, Miss Lane.
3: I... I don't understand it. What does he mean?
1: Well, your apparently thought you might tell me something that I might want to know. Of course, that's uh, only an assumption. This ought to be worth a thousand dollars, Mr. Thurston. Oh, if you only knew what risks I took. What danger? Well, come on in and shut the door, Pager. The main thing is that you get the samples. Oh, sure. Here they are. As far as I could find out, there's only five typewriters in the whole hotel. I got them all. Hmm. Well, these two don't match. This one doesn't. What? Huh? type on this sheet. The letters of the fourth sign typewriter. And this one's out, too. You don't mean I got to go and get some more sand? Not now, anyway. What about that book I wanted from the library? Oh, sure, I got it, Mr. Person.
2: But I still can't figure out why you want to read about the Indian art of the Great
1: Southwest. Oh, it might be a highly interesting subject. <laughs> Not unless you're going to paint some old pots or something. Hmm. What? Oh, I wish I knew what's cooking around here. Come in. Here's a martini you phoned down for, Mr. Thurston. Martini? Oh, well, set it there on the dresser, car. All right, sir. Uh, anything else, sir? Nothing. <coughs> well, okay, business This is picking up. Not for me, it isn't. And the least you could have done is well, to order one for me, too. I well, can have that one if you want it. Well, now, that. Of course, you'll probably die if you drink it. Die? What do you mean? Well, I didn't throw him down for any martini.
3: Good evening, Mr. Thurston. How are you, Eva? I saved the table
1: for you tonight. Good.
3: Oh, there you are, Mr. Thurston.
1: Uh-huh. You're late this evening. Yeah, I guess I am at that. How are you, Miss Beveridge?
3: Just stuffed. I gorged myself on three French pastries while waiting for you. They'll have
1: coffee when they really, want
3: you. Oh, I'd love it. But I've got a foot-high stack of work waiting over at the library. <laughs> That's tomorrow night. Fine.
1: Good night, Miss Withers. Good
3: night. This way, Mr. Pearson. Thanks.
1: Did you convince Mr. Weston that you hadn't told me anything?
3: No. It's funny, he hasn't even mentioned it. Here we are. I'll have the table cleared right away. Good evening, Mr. Thurston. Oh,
1: hello, Pagan. <laughs> just in time for my act. Only this time, please don't foul it up eh? You mean it was my fault I got shot at? Well, you antagonize people, Mr. Rex. And
2: I worked two days on this number.
1: All right, Pagan. Try to be humble in the presence of art. What do you mean, oh, art? just the fast box that's Good evening, Mr. Thurston. Oh, hello, Carl.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, I shall now render you my special rendition. Have you
1: heard him before? No, he was interrupted last night. You're lucky. There ought to be a law.
3: Quiet. Quiet, please. See you later, Mr. Thurston. Bye. Sorry, false. My pretty gutter slipped. I'm sorry, Mr. Pearson. I almost forgot to miss the package for you. Oh, thanks. I'll send a waiter right away. Uh Mr. Thurston, there you go again. Hey, what are you trying to (laughs) do, Mr. Thurston, I think you'd do anything to break up my ass,
1: anything. Yeah. Even try to blow myself up with a time bomb. What
3: happened, Mr. Thurston? What was that?
1: You ought to know, Eva. You brought me the package.
3: But I don't know anything about it. Mr. Weston gave it to me and said... Said what?
1: What did I say? Mr. Weston, where did you get that package you sent in to me? Why, why I didn't get it anywhere. Somebody left it at the hotel desk, that's all.
2: Mr. Thurston, you can tell the owners any story you please, but... What owners? Why, why, the owners of this hotel. You're an investigator for
1: them, aren't you? So that's why you're so nervous. Scared of your own shadow.
2: Mr. Thurston, if you don't hurry up
1: and get whoever's doing this, they're going to get you. Yeah, I know. Say, John, do you still carry that set of skeleton keys? Mm. Well, as a matter of fact, just by an accident.
3: It's only keepsake,
1: you understand? Oh, sure, sure. Come on, let's go.
3: I think this one will do it, Mr. Eggster.
1: The last key on the ring. just a second, just a
2: second. I told you so. Quiet, but go in.
1: Easy now. Good evening, Miss Weather. Uh, uh,
3: this is the first night. Uh. I'm
1: it's uh, interesting letter you're typing. A man called X has now been eliminated, so we'll resume reports within the next few days. Mr. Thurston, you're, you're making a
3: mistake. The typing
1: itself is even more interesting. It matches some reports I found in Lisbon after Bilco was killed.
3: just is...
1: Dead. It also matches the typing on the library card Pagan took out this afternoon. So that's where you wanted that book. And it matches the typing on the package of dynamite. At least it smelled like dynamite. Uh, I don't
3: know what you mean. It's
1: a nice position for a spy, a librarian, good chance to discuss technical matters with engineers, scientists, so on. Why did you do it, Miss Weatheridge? Money? That's right, person, money. Now uh, don't oh. move. <laughs> well, Carl, i plan to call on you later. There's a lot of trouble this way. You didn't like my martini, huh? Nope, I found it hadn't been charged to my room, Bill. Well, you we can't think of everything. Yeah, I I, I I, guess I'd better be going now. I just came over here to borrow a book, you understand? Tell Smith, come back here. Huh? Wait. Why, I never showed these people before my life. I said come back All here. All
3: right, Carl, give me that gun. I'll oh. oh. you Thurston. do let, let go of the Is killed. No.
1: Yeah. First Bill go now Carl. Well, Miss Weatheridge, it looks as though you're left to face it alone.
3: I thought for a long time it was going to end like this. I guess I've always known we couldn't win.
1: You knew you couldn't win, but you still kept on. Selling out your country, selling out yourself. Tell me something... Where can a traitor spend his treason money? What can he buy that's as valuable as what he sells? Is there some bargain i never heard of? That's worth more than a person's soul? Our star, Herbert Marshall, will return in just a moment. When we ask you to try Anacin for the relief of pain due to a headache, neuritis, or neuralgia, we're not asking you to try a new or unproved method. For there are many people listening in now who have been introduced to Anacin tablets by their own dentist or physician. You who have received Anacin this way know the effective, incredibly fast relief these tablets bring. Anacin is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anacin contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy-to-take tablet form. People by the thousands are using modern Anacin today instead of other ways. Doesn't their experience seem worth following? Try Anacin the next time you suffer pains from headache, uritis, or neuralgia. You will be delighted with the results. Ask your druggist for Anacin today. Anacin is spelled A-N-A-C-I-N. Here is our star, Mr. Herbert Marshall. Thanks for being with us. The folks you heard in tonight's cast were Betty Lou Gerson, Eleanor Audley, Bill Wright, Peter Leeds, Harry Bartell, and Colton Young. Next week, Puerto Rico, where an innocent fishing trip turns into a race against death. And of course, there'll be Leon Velasco along with Cagon Zellschmidt. So join us, won't you, when next I return as the man called X. Good night. The Man Called X is a Saturday night feature on NBC's 5 Show festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. And by the makers of Anacin, for fast relief from pain and headache, Neuralgia. The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall, is a J. Richard Kennedy production with music composed and conducted by Felix Mills. Tonight's story was written by Les Crutchfield. All characters and events on this program are fictitious. Any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. Be sure to listen tomorrow evening for The Big Show with Tallulah Bankhead and the Great Parade of Stars, the Sunday night feature of NBC's All-Star Festival. And until next week, same time and station, this is Jack Latham saying good night for The Man Called X. Enjoy the hit tunes on your hit parade
0: on NBC. The Man Called X was an international espionage thriller that aired from July 1944 to May 1952. Herbert Marshall played Ken Thurston, a secret agent who traveled the world taking on dangerous cases, frequently involving beautiful and mysterious women in a variety of exotic locales. The announcer in early episodes described Thurston as the man who crosses the ocean as readily as you and I cross town. He is a man who travels today as you and I will travel tomorrow. He is a man who fights today's wars in his own unique fashion so that tomorrow's peace will make the world a neighborhood for us all. The fortunate casting of gifted British actor Herbert Marshall, whose impressive career spanned almost four decades, provided high-quality, sophisticated shows. Marshall effortlessly played Thurston as a suave man of the world, reminiscent of Cary Grant or David Niven, and a precursor to James Bond. The role of pagan Zeldschmidt, Thurston's somewhat shady sidekick, was played by Russian-born Leon Belasco, whose resume was almost as impressive as Marshall's. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.